Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. Why is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew not dynamite not rampage battle of the belts post show i'm your host jd from new york and i'm joined by my very good friend who usually joins me on wednesday nights and has reluctantly joined me on saturday night but i coerced him with cold beverages jesse what's going on man that much, bro. What's going on with you, man? Uh, not that much, man. Not that much. I feel good. Well, l- let me get a beverage check, man. What are you drinking? Oh, man. See, I'm glad you asked, brother. I got some. Um, let me let me fix the aesthetics here on my end for a quick second. Boom. There guy's we go. giving me aesthetics. I want uh, I want a cold beverage update here. What are you drinking? It's, oh, I what is it? Crown sir. Royale Texas Mesquite. Crown Royal Texas Mesquite. If you pay attention... Very limited edition. Oh, boy. Look at that. Blended Canadian whiskey infused with Texas mesquite wood flavors. That actually sounds pretty fucking good, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It is fucking great. I actually <laughs> brought this here to suggest it for you and Big Hodge for season two, man. Oh, man. Look at that bottle. That bottle is fucking regal looking. Yes. Wink, wink. Incredible, incredible stuff. It's good straight or with a little splash of ginger ale, bro. Man, look, you, you're fucking outdoing me, man. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing pillars white rum with fucking uh, rum and coke over here. I can't be mad at that, man. Can't no, be mad at, at that. that. Look at that. Yeah, there, there's a cold beverage update, folks. There's a fucking venue after all, right? I mean, give me a yeah. break. It's my whole fucking shtick. Uh, Jesse, battle of the belts tonight, man. Um, I know, like I said uh, at the top, we uh, we discussed it. We reluctantly came on. I was actually, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was actually not even thinking about doing a post show here tonight because I felt like it wasn't really worth my time, but I wanted to give back to you guys. I know we've been on fire lately. Uh, I want to keep the momentum going. I felt like something was going to happen tonight. In the end, nothing really happened tonight. I think the one thing, Jesse, that really that really bothered me about this show, and you know, I appreciate Tony Khan for for giving us more content. More content is definitely needed in AEW on the main shows. I'm not talking about dark. But as far as all the talent that he has, it's a, it's a great outlet for other talent to shine and to continue storylines. It was just another, I, I would say, a, an extension of Rampage 
uh, from what we saw tonight. There was really nothing special or monumental about it at all. And the one thing that really bothered me was when we first heard about these Battle of the Belt shows or these uh, these quarterly shows that they were going to be doing on TNT, I, I felt like it was going to be a big deal. I, I felt like it was going to be a little bit more. And with something as Tony Khan has with the Battle of the Belts concept, I, I felt like more titles were going to be on the line. They were going to make a real big deal about it. And and tonight we get like the FD, FTW title on the line it was no, there was no world championship on the line. We had an interim TNT championship match, which we'll get to. But it, it, it didn't really feel as big. And, and I feel like the missing piece here would have been to have an AEW world championship match in, in the middle of all of this. And I was talking to a couple of people, and I brought this point up. I honestly feel like AEW should have done this show at the end of the month. I felt like the show came too close to the TBS debut, and I know they wanted to do big numbers with that with that show, and they put Danielson and Paige on that show. Uh, I felt like that match should have been on a show like this tonight with the whole concept of Battle of Belts. What did you feel about the whole thing? I, I felt, I know I, I texted you, I told you the show was boring, and it was, I mean, but here's the thing. The show wasn't bad. No. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't anything wrong with the show. It was just a show. I mean, like you said, it, it felt like an equivalent to an episode of Rampage, yeah. you know, and a, a live Rampage, you know, and yeah. comparative to that, I enjoyed it better than the average episode of Rampage. But um, AEW is becoming a, a victim of its own standards. Because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna judge this compared to any other week or any other show or anything like that, it's a little bit boring. But if I was to compare it to any other wrestling shows that come on TV, I would call it an incredible show. I mean, the thing it just served its purpose. Yeah, you know, he had some title matches. We me escalated a, 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 a or we furthered a storyline here or there. You know, we saw the champion come out and win. I mean, it it was okay. I don't think it would necessarily needed a special tonight, to be honest. Was it a rating te- a ratings test by Tony Khan? You think he's testing out uh, how a potential show on Saturday night might do? What's the what's the possibility behind having a, a show like this that really felt kind of underwhelming? Underwhelming. You think he might be moving Rampage at, at some point in the future to a a Saturday night at this time? So you think that could possibly be uh, kind of rolling around in his head with this show? It could be a possibility. I mean, Rampage does need to move. Um, and Saturday night is just as good as any other night, you know. And a one night off, a one off night is not going to really give him a gauge on what his ratings would be. I mean, because how many people knew about it? I mean, how many people, you know, are going to set their DVR? I had to set my DVR to it. It wasn't, and my I got YouTube TV, so it would normally record everything AEW does. But on this show, I had to individually go in and record it. So how many people missed it? Not catching it the way I did, um, but Saturday night would be a fantastic home for for Rampage, and you know it would give some nice distance, some nice space between yeah. Dynamite, and um, I would love it. I hope that's the case. Yeah, I, I, I've been I've been wanting that for uh, a pretty long time, ever since Rampage has been announced, and then we got into the uh, the I guess the the weekly grind of watching Rampage, and I'm like, you know, Saturday night would be good for Rampage, 8 p.m. I think that would be a great spot. Um, I know, I know you mentioned DVR. I know a lot of people probably ended up DVRing this show because Impact has their Hard to Kill pay-per-view tonight. And I think a lot of people are watching that with all the uh, the hype now around Impact and 
you know, how, however long that lasts, it usually lasts about a week or two, and then everybody goes back to not watching it. But, you know, they got their big show tonight. So I don't know how many people ended up watching this show tonight. You probably watch one over the other, and then we're going to go back to the other after you finish watching what you were watching. But, you know, at the end of the night, it was a solid show. There was really nothing overly terrible about it. It was just very underwhelming. In three matches, there was no surprises. Uh, it was a decent crowd, and we got an interim TNT champion crowned in Sammy Guevara. We might as well start at the top with that. Jesse, what do you think of this Cody Rhodes situation and having an interim champion being crowned tonight when Cody Rhodes, uh, and we have a statement from him as well. He uh, actually released something on Instagram, on his personal Instagram ca- uh, account. Uh, what do you think of an interim champion in, in the midst of Cody Rhodes having a medical protocol uh, being removed from this match that will more than likely probably keep him out maybe a week, maybe uh, a little bit more than that, maybe two weeks max. Did we really need for him to have an interim championship match on their show with Dustin Rhodes and Sammy Guevara? Doesn't really feel like it. No, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm sure there's more to more to um the, to what we saw on the surface tonight, but just in the scheme of things and what we saw on tonight's show, the show was very missable. And the fact that they had an, a, a match for the interim champion and for some reason, Dustin Rhodes was put in it. Yeah. I mean, if there's a story behind it, it was, I mean, it was not made clear to us tonight. So tonight it just felt like, you know, why did they do this? I would have much rather somehow, some way, I don't know, maybe the same way they got Dustin into that spot, but instead of Dustin in that spot, I would rather have seen um, Garcia in that spot. Or anybody, really. I don't know what the top top five is looking like in AEW. I mean, I don't really pay attention to that stuff, but, you know, anybody else in the top five, I I don't know why Dustin Rhodes, like you said, was chosen for this, unless, you know, Tony Khan has a a long-term plan for possibly... Uh, Dustin and Cody, maybe a long-term plan for uh, or an extension or, or something kind of that, that kind of builds upon Cody's possible heel turn. I, I don't know if Dustin's going to play a, a role or a factor into that. I don't really know why Dustin was chosen for this either. I got no problem with Dustin Rhodes. I think Dustin Rhodes is fucking great. Uh, I think what he did yeah. tonight was tremendous. Uh, and, and everybody loves Sammy Guevara, but uh, I, I don't feel a TNT title interim champion is really the answer. And I say this, and Jesse says this almost every time we come up with these, you know, these problems, and we try and uh, work around these problems and find a solution. You know, it, it is very difficult to doubt Tony Khan. It, you know, he he may have made a mistake here or there, but for the majority of his time as the the head creative in AEW, and he's taken over with the stories you hear about all the EVPs kind of taking a little backseat role and doing their own thing. And Tony Khan. Now is the guy that everything goes through. I don't really think we are in a position to doubt Tony Khan. Rarely he ever fucks up in these situations. And when he does, he always finds a way to really rectify it. I think we need to trust the process with Tony Khan because he's given us a lot in the past that has resonated with us. And if we don't really understand it now, it will probably make sense a little bit further down the road. And I don't want, I don't want, to, want to really doubt his his creative ability here. I think I think he's got uh, a good standing with the community. I, I I agree, man. You know, and I can already feel the naysayers out there. Yeah. You know, screaming. I mean, they're like, everywhere. You know, oh, if this was a bad show from WWE, be crapping all over. And again, I kind of have the same comeback for that that I'm gonna have for I mean a few years because they <laughs> deserve that opportunity. 
And that's WWE has been crapping on us creatively for years. I mean, well over a decade. When so, haven't they put on a when haven't they put on a bad show? Is what I want to I mean, know. Yeah, when, when, yeah, it'd be it'd be easier to I mean, you know, to find a, a good show. You know, I mean, so it's so that being said, like I said at the start of this, this was not a bad show. So I'm not gonna sit here and call it a bad show. It's just I'm always excited and looking for something to pop for me in AEW. And if it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's a bad show. It's just that, oh, I thought they had something else. But in the long term, in the grand scheme of things, they haven't really let me down. No. So I can't sit here and say, well, this show I didn't I didn't like or this show was bad. So the company's bad. I mean, if if I was continuously let down night in and night out, week in and white week out, and then I'm supposed to come here and praise a halfway decent show. I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. Why would I get happy about a halfway decent show when for the last God knows how many weeks has been bad shows? So this is not a bad show. It was a show. It was some decent wrestling. I, I mean, I like the wrestling in it. There was just nothing exciting. But this night probably has a bigger story to it. So I'm willing to see, you know, what the situation is as far as the interim title on uh, interim title match. I don't get that at all. So, again, let's see where this is going. But I don't I don't get I don't I don't want to see maybe I'm the only one here. I don't want to see Dustin and Cody again only because we saw it and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was very special. And it was it was special and it should be left as such. I mean, it's not something we need to revisit. You know, they they came in, they hashed it out and they hugged it out and they've been together ever since. For me, that's the perfect story for from here on out as far as the roads go. I actually but thought that wasn't going to be a winner tonight. I, I thought it was going to be a draw and there was no going to be yeah. not going to be a champion tonight. And then Cody would uh, wrestle Dustin and, and Sammy in a, in a triple threat match. Yeah, that, that could have been a possibility, too. But again, I'm, I'm just I'm just over it. I think Dustin has done his job as it pertains to coming in and and teaming with his brother. I mean, like many other siblings, they know they hashed it out. They had their fights and they hugged it out and it was over. I don't think they have to go back to that again. I, th- I think it's fine just where it is. Um, let's see what they have planned. I mean, I know Cody is in the, I mean, again. I know I was not happy with Cody's direction for the last you know few weeks. But if you've been following us for the last couple of weeks, I'm on board. And I like it. So, I mean, I need him to make a speedy recovery and come back and do what they have planned with that title because I think it's going to be interesting. Now, the Sammy Guevara, he won this match tonight. If, uh, if anybody's in the chat and hasn't watched the show and you're just, uh, you're just hanging out tonight. Sammy Guevara won this match. He's now the interim TNT champion. Uh, th- does this count as a title reign for him or no? Does this make him a two-time TNT champion? I mean, I'm not sure how the lineage goes as far as interim champions, but as far as I'm concerned, champion is champion, so you're the champion. Well, I mean, he's, so, def- he's defending the championship on Wednesday against Danny Garcia, so he's got to be a champion. Right? You're a champion. If you're carrying a title and defending a title, then you're a champion. There's no there's no getting around that. So, so how how they do it as far as the lineage goes, I don't know. What does interim mean as far as when Cody comes back? Is Sammy just no longer champion? Is it a is it a winner takes all? I mean, what what is it? What are we looking at? I, I have no idea. That was my next question. When this next match happens between Cody and Sammy for this uh, TNT Championship, the real TNT champion, um, how, how do you think they they, how do you think they're going to go about it? I mean, I mean, when I think of uh, interim champions and uh, people who are claiming that they're the real champion over the fake champion and vice versa, I always go back and I think of Shawn Michaels and Riz Ramon and Shawn yeah. Michaels' run in 1993 with the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I don't really recall the reason why he was 
um, out and why they quote-unquote stripped him. It might have been some drug issue or some personal problems or something like that. I don't really know the story back in 93. But he came back and he brought back the Intercontinental Championship with him and Razor Ramon won the Intercontinental title from uh, Rick Martel in a tournament on Monday Night Raw back in 93. And they wrestled, obviously, in that classic WrestleMania 10 match. Do we see something like that, Jesse, where we see Cody and Sammy in a ladder match, a la uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon for the TNT Championship? And does this diminish? I don't think it will, but I'm kind of on the fence about it. Does this diminish the original win by Cody? Because you and I and all the, the, the smart people were excited about him winning and saw the great things in him winning the TNT Championship because it would have uh, made his heel turn that much more sweeter. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of odd. I mean, because if it, you know, if, if there was no, if, if Cody was coming back soon, why would they have a, a match for the interim champ? Uh, that's my question. That's the the whole fucking point of it. I, I I don't get it. But again, that's why I say trust Tony Khan in the process. He's got he's got to be up to something. Yeah, maybe Cody is not coming back as soon as everybody thinks. Um, maybe they have special plans for when he does come back. But it really doesn't make any sense. I mean, if, if he's if he's out for a COVID protocol and he could be back within a week, two tops. Yeah. So, I mean, and to do all of that fuss, you know, just to, you know, come up with a champ. I mean, champions have been out way longer than this and they've been just fine. So there must be something up his sleeve. I'm not quite sure what it is, but if they have another match with Cody and Sammy, I, Cody needs to win again. Yeah. I mean, and the last thing I really want to see is Sammy taking another L to Cody. So this is where the predicament comes in for me. Maybe Tony Khan comes up with something else. Uh, like you said, maybe Cody's out for an extended period of time, and we don't know how long. It may be longer than when uh, than what we're thinking, and yeah. uh, maybe Sammy's going to have a nice little run with the TNT Championship again in the meantime. I, I, I don't know. But now, uh, if now, now if if if. Sammy is going to have a little run with it and go on a tear, open challenges, make it a workhorse title. And then Cody comes back and win it in a, in a heelish dickish fashion. Then I'm okay with Sammy losing it, but I don't want to see him win it. You know, it's because he beat Dustin and in, the, in two weeks, he has to drop it again, clean the Cody, even Cody being a dick. That's not good for Sammy. Do you see this possibly leading back to a Cody versus black feud? Maybe Black challenges Sammy for the TNT Championship, and then Black wins the title, and then when Cody returns, uh, we get a Black versus Cody match for the TNT title. You, you think this is going to kind of tie into other things that Cody has done in the past, or is this going to be uh, you know him winning it again and moving forward and starting something new? I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest. I mean, and then the the Black. The um the Malachi Black and Cody dynamic was already off for me because of this heel face dynamic they're doing with Cody. Yeah, you know if we're trying to get if we're trying to get Black over as a heel, we need to keep him away from Cody because he was taken away from that heel heat. Yeah, yeah, um, he was. They, yeah, they did what they had to do with them. You know, it was fine. It was great. They moved on. Let's not go back to it because then you got to find your way out of it again. Yeah, um, Black should be moving on to the to the main event scene. Black should be moving on to Hangman. Oh, I miss. I mean, take my money there. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this is a uh, this is an up in the, up in the air situation. We don't uh, we don't know what uh, Tony Khan is going to be doing here. Uh, Sammy is the new TNT champion. We'll get into uh, how that uh, came down to uh, the pinfall tonight. We're going to go over that. Uh, but I want to get into some news and rumors before we get into anything. There's a couple of pieces of news 
that uh, I have on the table here. And this was broken to Ringside News. Steve, who runs Ringside News, uh, I had no idea about this because I was kind of off social media for most of the day. He sent me a DM about this. This is uh, an exclusive from Ringside News. That WWE is in talks with AEW about an upcoming project. Now, nobody knows what this project is. It does not mean that AEW and WWE are in bed together. There's not going to be any cross-promotional matches or or talent going over to Dynamite or talent going over to SmackDown or Raw. It's nothing like that. I I don't ever see that happening. But WWE generally carries, uh, you know, this this stigma about them that they don't work with anybody and this and that. that. That that clearly is changing. And that obviously was a big deal coming out of SmackDown last night with the Mickey James situation. We'll talk about that in a second because I'd love to get Jesse's take on it. Ringside News was told by a tenured member of the WWE creative team that AEW is in discussions about projects with John Laurinaitis. Johnny Ace has spoken to Tony Khan about working with AEW on a future project. Laurinaitis and Khan have seemingly been able to get along so far. That's Tony Khan, not Nick Khan, man. Tony Khan and John Laurinaitis have been able to get along so far. Ringside News says that we were told Laurinaitis has spoken with Tony Khan about biographies on certain talent that is now in AEW. No exact names were confirmed to Ringside News, but logical choices that come to mind off the top of everybody's head would be Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Jim Ross, Cody Rhodes. Those are the big names that have worked with WWE before in the past. And at this point... You know, Jesse, uh, AEW's roster has a lot of WWE uh, ex-talent uh, either on the roster right now or, or still yet to come in. So this, at the end of the day, may be a working agreement between the companies simply for footage. WWE wanting footage from AEW or AEW wanting footage from WWE on certain things. Um, so it may be just a library thing, sharing of the libraries of such, I, I don't know, but it was also noted that any talks going on about bringing in AEW talent to actually wrestle in a WWE ring, that, that's not really what the discussion is. So um, WWE is actually in talks with AEW about using certain film on certain talents. I mean, how, how, big, of is, uh, how big of a deal is this? Is this uh, a cracking of the door to potentially more here between WWE and AEW? No. Okay. This is, this is about as big as Jericho doing the Austin podcast. Okay. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. That's a great comparison. That's a great comparison. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's all. It, it is what it is. Yep. They'll get what they want out of it. WWE, um, AEW will be happy to comply because they're not uh, threatened or frightened by WWE. Um, like you said, there will be no talent going over to anyone's television show whatsoever, other than something of like a a podcast or. Some footage and usually footage like that can just be handled with the attorneys. I mean, it doesn't really require creative to get together. And I mean, we own the footage. If you want it, you have to license, yep. you know, and, and credit us. I mean, what do you have to talk to, you know, Tony Khan for? I mean, what else do you have going on? So it could be more than just footage, but it's not going to be, you know, there's no big forbidden open door. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm hearing with the thing with impact, man. And I'm watching everybody. If, if I mean, if you guys think that, that that I'm hearing that that WWE plans on making this this thing seem like a big deal, make it their own little forbidden door. WWE does not play well with others. No, that is that is that is never going to change. So they might be in bed with Impact, but I'm telling you right now, at the end of the day, if WWE does not get the bigger share of that of, of that haul, then they're not interested. 
Well, I mean, going back to what we talked about here with this project, um, you know, WWE is always in the market for uh, for new content. They got they got a, a five year deal with Peacock that they have to uphold. They, they need new content. So, uh, you know, th- this could, like you said, lead to some of those AEW talents showing up on 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 an Austin podcast, or you know, AEW using some of you know some of the I guess lesser known guys. I don't know who it would be, or the lesser known females to uh, to go on uh, unrestricted, or use uh, some of the talent on some of their podcast platforms. I don't know oh, something, up, up, maybe down, something down. for the game. Yeah, something for the gaming. The game is coming out. You know, maybe yeah. it may be something there with the licensing of uh, who can be in the game, who should be in the game, who can't be in the game, things like that. It, it's very minuscule. You know, yeah. it's um, that that stuff actually benefits us, the fans, because the more yeah. content like that, the better. I love those documentaries. I love, uh, you know, things like that that are included in the video game that we didn't think were going to be in the video game. So I love that stuff. Yeah. But as far as the the forbidden door here, um, you know, with impact and WWE, th- there is no forbidden door. I, I, I don't I don't know what everybody is getting excited about. You see all these uh the, these geeks online you know, claiming that it's, oh, my God, I'm going to see this one and that one or Moose and then fucking, uh, I mean, give me a fucking break. I mean, how fucking stupid can you people be? I, I mean, WW, and this was another exclusive by Ringside News. WWE changes policy on bringing talent in that is contracted to other companies. Ringside News asked about the Mickey James situation coming back for the Royal Rumble. They also asked about this conspiracy that is becoming far too popular online as last night with WWE uh, working with Impact to slight AEW. Uh, Ringside News was told that the conspiracy theory of WWE working with Impact to get back at AEW is not accurate at all. WWE's deal with Impact came along for much different reasons. A tenured member of the writing team told us, and I quote, we need 30 women for the Royal Rumble. Mickey left on bad terms with the whole Mark Carano thing. So when Lauren Itis reached out to her to be in the Rumble, she told him that she's under contract to Impact. That's not an issue anymore. We were also told that Vince doesn't care, and he even okayed mentioning Impact on air as part of the deal. At this point, there are no borders. End quote. You know, Jesse, uh, this is, uh, again, to me, another, another soft, fucking sensitive topic. Because how many times has Triple H, when he was in charge of the real NXT, how many times has Triple H said that we're open for business to do work with anybody in the world? If they want to work, if it's able to happen, I'm happy to do it. How many times did Triple H say that and want to do it with NXT, and now all of a sudden that he's not in charge and NXT is officially dead that we're getting WWE and Vince McMahon and his fucking uh, parade of clowns now actually okaying all of this impact stuff and working with another promotion. When Triple H, back in the day, he wanted that to happen and wanted nothing more for that to happen. Now we're seeing it when he's removed from power. Do you find that to be a coincidence at all? No. Now it's Vince's idea. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So... And if Triple H did it and he succeeded with it, then Vince would look like the bad guy. But now that Vince is doing it, now Vince looks like the hero. This is Vince's idea, so now it's a great thing. I mean, it 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 just it you know what it it kind of reeks of 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 just I don't know, man. It just they're just really desperate right now. They let go of so much top talent, 
And now they're hurting, just trying to put together a regular fucking pay-per-view, man. They, they can't get together with this or with that. So maybe they're just trying to go along the, the lines of getting actual, actual contractors, actual independent contractors that you can bring in some talent from another brand and put them on TV in a big spot here or there. But at the end of the day, and this is maybe like, what if they plan on you know, carrying this thing out for a little bit of a time or whatever, what's, how are they going to do the booking? What are you going to do when it's now time to book your impact guys versus your Romans? And it's coming, bro, it's, it's not even WrestleMania season, bro. It's not even going to, it's not even going to extend to that. It's not no, even going to materialize into that. Oh, I know, but these 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 theories are out there. These people are real, man. They really I know. Think so, that- so I'm surprised that they're fucking real. To be honest with you, I, I didn't think anybody could be that fucking stupid. Dude, let them call it. It's 2001 all over again, and Vince just bought Impact. <laughs> listen, I mean, man. Listen, man. I got. I I don't even know where to begin with this thing, man. You know, um, th- this Mickey James thing. You know, the, the whole forbidden door. It's not a forbidden door. Number one, Tony Khan is that. You know, trademark. That, that's a Tony Khan thing. You you can't be using a forbidden door with WWE. Give me give me a break. Um, the Mickey James thing. It, it, it's a one off. It, it is a complete one off. I I doubt she loses the championship tonight because th- th- that would make her appearance in the Royal Rumble absolutely fucking meaningless. Like clearly, you went out and got the Impact Women's Champion to be in the Royal Rumble, and if she's not the Impact Women's Champion, and she's not, and she's in the Royal Rumble, what, what sense does the fucking Appearance make. It makes no sense at all unless they're going to get Deanna Perrazzo on the Royal Rumble as well, who is her opponent tonight. But but it's a one-off. And this is what bothers me about everything. There were so many apologists last night that clearly forgot what Mickey James stood up for and what she did. And I talked about this on the show last night. Jesse, you even mentioned to me that, you know, when I told you that she lost credibility, you 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 were right there with me. She lost all credibility. She she was ridiculed and mocked for her takes on women's wrestling. She wanted to help the women's division grow in WWE. They fired her, sent her a trash bag. She went and did that NWA Empower thing. She used some of AEW's talent for that show as well. So for anybody that's saying that, uh, you know, WWE is using the women in Impact for the Forbidden Door, but Tony Khan didn't. I don't think you realize that Tony Khan sent a lot of talent over to NWA to do their fucking Empower show. So, uh, I mean, you got to get your facts straight. Did she lose any credibility by going back to WWE, Jesse, after all of this stuff, after really empowering women by standing her ground independently after being wronged and being fired the way that she did? Then she goes back. How much credibility does she have left? And why are people standing up for this? I don't know. It it really comes off as a... a as a as a battered wife scenario, I mean, you left <laughs> and then you asked for the support of the wrestling community and the and the way you were treated when you left and you got it. You know, nobody was happy about it. It forced WWE to to take action. They fire people. They, you know, they, they low key apologize and things like that. And then the first chance you get, you go running right back over there. So. To me, it's like the next time something terrible happens, don't come running back to us. I mean, don't come looking for the fans, dude. I mean, you 
you can't expect somebody to just follow you no matter no matter what direction you go, no matter how little sense it makes. I mean, nobody wants to see you get screwed again and you go right back over there. And I'm going to add to that, Jesse. I'm going to say this. You can't expect people to be happy with your decision and expect that people in today's world don't have morals and don't value respect and credibility over the almighty dollar. There are, believe it or not, people out there that would love their dignity more than a fucking cheap payday that would that would ruin their credibility and, and their appeal. That's what I look at here. People are so willing to just look past that type of stuff. It makes me think about what they are and what they truly are. I, I don't, and this is the same reason I, I didn't really respect Zelina Vega's decision to go back to WWE. They did her dirty too. And I, and I feel like after all that WWE did for Mickey James, uh, and and you got the impact roster like praising this shit like i mean what w- what is the like wh- who are you people like yeah be, be happy for for her success but do you know where she's going all these people crowded around her and supported her about this evil corporation and, and the way that they operate and now you're praising her going back there yeah no it makes no sense but when i saw scott demore's tweet about it Right away, and that's when I—that's when I sent you that text. Right away, it came in the—it came into play as to why they potentially did this. I mean, and it's—it's it's for the publicity. I mean, as soon as soon as Mickey James was announced to the Rumble, Impact was able to go right away and say, yes, you know, she is authorized to go on this show as champion. But what if she's not champion? Tune in tonight or tomorrow night on. Kill to find out right away they get to mention WWE and Hard to Kill in the same tweet yeah, to get but, that attention to but, it. But, but at the same time, what does that say about Impact? They can't generate any interest on their own show or their own pay-per-view for their own product, and they need to work with other promotions? I mean, That's not and, a secret. What's that? That's not a secret. Everybody well, knows that they're— I know. <laughs> I mean, this is what they are. They are a failure of a company, and they can't do anything on their own to generate interest. They have to use everybody else. And then the thing that I raised last night was everybody's you know hyping up uh, everybody about this Impact WWE partnership. If AEW did not bring Impact to another level after they used Kenny Omega on several episodes of Impact— and then, you know, had Kenny Omega appear on one of their pay-per-views defending the AEW Championship against Rich Swan with Moro Ronaldo on commentary. It, it did nothing to benefit either company. Like, what exactly is WWE going to do to benefit Impact if AEW couldn't do anything to benefit Impact? And vice versa. The, the, these yeah. partnerships are meaningless. Like, Impact thinks that they're some big company, but anytime they're affiliated with somebody or in a working relationship with somebody, they don't really benefit from it, and they don't really ben- give any benefit to the company that they're working with either. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think the the like the best the best example of what how this played out and why Mickey James is being shit on for it is Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe was originally let go from WWE and he went back. But Joe didn't come out and say anything. Mm-mm. He just got let go. Okay. He said nothing. He didn't come out and do a podcast and go on Twitter and tell everyone how he was disrespected, misused and mistreated. And he was unhappy and then got a phone call from Hunter and then went right back. He said nothing. He said nothing, and then he went right back. So if the same thing were to have happened here, where if Mickey would have gotten let go, and we heard nothing from Mickey about her release from WWE and how they treated her, and then she decided to go back, 
it wouldn't be looked at as, oh, she's just selling out or she's just going right. It would be looked at as, oh, okay. Well, maybe she might go back. You know, maybe maybe she wants to be back. Maybe maybe they took her back. Maybe they fired Carano and then, well, let's go back. She came out and told everyone how terrible they were and then went back. And like, what what the what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Why'd you go? Why did why'd you go back if they were so bad? Oh, but you gotta let her do what she wants to do. I mean, how how doesn't anybody like Mickey James in the Royal Rumble? I mean, she got a guy fired. She got a guy fired. <laughs> and then she and then she indirectly mentioned Bruce about how he hates women's wrestling. And then you go back to the company that hates women's wrestling? Nope. She's she's not going to win. She's not going to be featured. And at some point, at some point in that match, the Impact Women's Champion is going over that fucking top rope. Buddy. Of course she is. And then that's the end of the working agreement. Yep. You know what this also does, by the way, that uh, everybody in the community failed to mention before we move on here. Uh, this shows how hypocritical WWE is with this Royal Rumble. The, the worst Rumble field uh, not just for the women, but I, I think in the history of the Rumble, WWE fired everybody when they could have easily built new talent, used NXT talent, had great upcoming talent on their rosters. They, they opted to fire everybody. And, and then they want to go and seek 40-year-old divas or 40-plus-year-old divas who back in the day offered absolutely nothing to anybody. And WWE's new edict is you, you got to be under 30. But it's okay for WWE to go and bring back uh, a 42-year-old uh, Mickey James and, and a 38-year-old Summer Rae and a 46-year-old Lita in the fucking Royal Rumble. How does that work out? Does nobody find WWE to be hypocritical on that? But you're okay about Taya Valkyrie being fired when she's not anywhere near any of these women's ages. It's okay for her to be fired, though, but it's okay to bring back Summer Rae, who's nearly 40 years old. Yeah, Michelle McCool. Yeah, 41. Michelle McCool. Yeah, 41 years old, Michelle McCool. I mean the Bella Twins. I mean Jesus Christ. If if you if you just take a look back at what they 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 WWE were trying to sell to us and present to us as women's wrestling about I don't know what almost about a decade ago maybe maybe a little bit less than that. Yep. What are they doing here? They 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 went out of their way to tell us that Sasha and Becky and Bailey. And Oscar and Charlotte was the wave of women's wrestling and the future of women's wrestling. And now they give us the Bella Twins mm-hmm. and Michelle McCool. And I mean, come on, man. Summer <laughs> Rae. What, what are we doing here? Are they telling us that they were wrong men? Are they telling us that these are the real wrestlers? Or are they telling us that, yeah, we don't want women's wrestling anymore. We just want the divas. Uh, I, I want to see anybody who would love to see fucking Summer Rae in the Royal Rumble over Tony Storm. Or Tegan Knox, or Taya Valkyrie, or Ruby Riot, or whoever else WWE fucking fired in, in the last two and a half years. Are you fucking kidding me? Seriously. Oh also, it's another way to shit on Triple H because Triple H, really, obviously, with his team and NXT, they created the women's revolution. So anything to bring back the fucking Divas era, I mean, they'll be all about that because they're looking to erase everything, Triple H. And I would not be surprised if that actually fit into the agenda as well. Yeah, you know what? At this point, man, I mean, you were right. Bring back the butterfly belt. I'll even take it a step further. Get rid of the tag team titles, the women's tag titles. Who, by the way, who, by the way, the Bella Twins are already targeting on social media because they call that Carmella and Zelina Vega. Can you imagine that? Jesus. (laughs) Get rid of the women's tag titles. Bring back the butterfly belt 
and create two separate fucking divisions. One for the real wrestlers and then one for these fucking divas. How about we just get rid of the divas and end the brand split? Bro, I'm trying to work with what I have here. Bruce is not going away. <laughs> Lord Midas is not going away. We're getting divas. People power. Give them the butterfly belt. Give them the butterfly belt. Don't worry, Jesse. I'm bringing back the purple belt. Give. They can have that fucking belt. Let all of these. Let all of the women. They want to dress up in DNA and put in pudding and mud and all of that shit. Let them all fight for the fucking butterfly belt. And let the real wrestlers wrestle for the fucking women's title. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live stream your reaction, bro. When uh, you hear that fucking theme music come on at the Royal Rumble or anytime after the Royal Rumble, you can look, but you can't touch. Christ, <laughs> I only oh have a couple of more months left on that Peacock subscription, and I am not renewing it. I already canceled. Bro. Oh my god, dude! I can't wait, man. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna be watching. God, this shit is fucking tough. I don't know how anybody's approving of this shit, man. How do you look at this Royal Rumble and get excited? So my thing is, I would would love, I would pay money to be a fly on the wall to see the reaction of fucking Sasha Banks when she finds out that the division that she helped build over the last so many years is now gone back to the Divas. I I would love to see the look on her face when she saw what they were doing with the Royal Rumble. She's going to have another fucking meltdown. She's going to leave again. Sasha Banks, by the way, is out for six to eight weeks. I'm pretty sure she is. If I was to really dig deep into that woman's mind, I would say she's probably glad she's missing the Royal Rumble. Honestly. Just based on her. If I'm her, I'm pissed that I resigned and and fell for all the (laughs) bullshit they probably pumped her full of when they got This is the worst field of Royal Rumble participants of all time. This is truly terrible. And like we were talking about, there is a Divas division back on television. I mean, I don't think I've, outside of the Carmella and Naomi, oh, not Carmella. Jesus Christ, Carmella, go 10 minutes. Um, But Charlotte Flair and uh, Naomi, outside that match and the Tony Storm match with Charlotte and what we saw with Liv and and, and Becky, I, I, I mean, every match on women's television for WWE is like two minutes, three minutes. I mean, this is your Divas era. You're getting it slowly but surely. It's really materializing into that. Nah, it's 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 lame. It's boring. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I would be shocked if Nia Jax does not return for the Rumble. Nia Jax, bro. We may see Eva Marie back. Oh my god, dude. We may see Oksana back, bro. Remember her? Oh, geez. we may see uh, Eve Torres back. Remember her? Now she no. wasn't that bad. Actually. She wasn't that bad. No, uh, no. Who, who else? Uh, who else? Stacy Keebler. Uh, who else? We see yeah. Kelly. 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 No, she's Kelly there. Kelly no, she's there. She's in there, bro. She's in the graphic. She's right. in there. Uh, Maria. <laughs> Manu- Maria Menounos. <laughs> yeah, Maria Menounos. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I mean, oh my god, just, man. Just, then we got Johnny yeah, Knoxville in the fucking Royal Rumble. Real, we got Johnny Knoxville in the Royal Rumble, bro, eliminating Sami Zayn. Yeah, he eliminated. He tossed Sami Zayn over the top rope. That's I saw a gif of this on Twitter. He tossed Sami Zayn over the top rope and became the number. He became an entrant into the Royal Rumble and a possibility of becoming the number one contender for oh. the world title. I, I didn't even mention that because I was so fucking angry about everything else. Uh, Jillian Hall, people in the chat, look, Jillian Hall, Layla, Nydia. Oh, my God. Guy. Listen, if you guys were booking the Royal Rumble, man, holy shit. I mean, God, don't give them any ideas. Miss Tessmacher, I mean, Jazz, 
Christy Hemi. Oh, my goodness. Lashley's oh. sisters, bro. Bring Holly Holly. Oh, my God, bro, please. Wasn't she in the Royal Rumble last year? Christy Hemi, I don't fucking know. Uh, Molly Holly, I don't know. Let, let, let's move on with the fucking show. Thank you guys so much for joining us, man. Wanted to start off with some news articles because uh, they were uh, just kind of, you know, big talking points for the last uh, 24 hours. But thank you guys so much, man. We got 1,800 people tonight on a Saturday night. Thank you, guys. Uh, nice. make, sure, make sure you guys follow us on social media. You see our ads on the screen there. I'm using the Dynamite layout because uh, I'm not going to have Salrex make me a layout for a one-hour show. But uh, our ads, Twitter ads are on the screen right there. If you guys want to follow Jesse, um, you guys can do that. And then follow me on Twitter, at JD from NY206. Thank you for the 36,000 followers. We just hit 36. Jesse, why don't you plug your YouTube channel, man? Everybody uh, in the chat, you might not know, Jesse has a YouTube channel. He's going to be doing some retro reviews and some uh, watch-alongs for AW Dark, scouting new talent. Yes, yes. For those of you who are bored watching any other wrestling program other than AEW during the week, join me at Chi-Town Smart, space in between on YouTube. And um, I will be covering the dark watch-alongs. We will do some some chill sessions. We'll sit back and we'll enjoy the new talent being brought up. And the cool part that we've been seeing, you know, the, those must have been following now. They see it too. But what I've been doing since dark has been started is that you can see what's coming to Dynamite and what's coming to Rampage a couple of weeks beforehand. So you can kind of get a good feel of what's coming and what they're working on and what they're doing. Join me on that. And like you said, I'll be doing some some retro um, pay-per-view watch-alongs. That's coming along uh, very quickly. So follow me on that Mondays and Tuesdays. Thank you very much. I'm fucking listening to you talk. I'm drinking my shit. I got fucking rum splash in my eye. Jesus. Oh, what the hell? Jesus Christ. Uh, I wish that would happen during the Women's Royal Rumble because, uh, I mean, I would rather be blind than they watch what the fuck they're doing on January 29th. Um, yes, go follow Jesse on YouTube. Uh, uh, he's going to be having some fun over there. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. We got 537 likes right now on the live stream. Let's try for 1,000, man, and we can easily get to 1,000. Make sure you guys go and hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the join button. Become VIPs. Uh, become VIP members, channel members of the podcast. You guys get emotes and badges, uh, all that exclusive stuff. You guys get access to when you sign up. And make sure you guys go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. There is a ton of content. So make sure you guys go and do that with more coming tomorrow. I should have some uh, extra tomorrow as well. I wanted to have one today, but there wasn't enough news. I figured there'd be some news breaking on the Mickey James situation, but something may uh, come out of tonight's impact. Hard to kill pay-per-view. So uh, look forward to some extra tomorrow. We got the interim TNT Championship match. We talked about our opinion about uh, is it needed? Was there a need for the interim TNT Championship match tonight? Uh, being that Cody Rhodes isn't going to be out that long. We really don't know. But uh, it may be just a one-week thing. Cody actually uh, Instagrammed a statement to everybody. He says, and I quote, I appreciate everybody reaching out. Brandy and I are in isolation with family that have unfortunately tested positive for COVID. It's been a scary time dealing with such a strong virus and the complications that can come with it. We are doing all we can to nurse and protect the family during this time. I will remain in quarantine as long as needed. Every day is more encouraging. Thank you immensely for your support and respect of our privacy. Thank you to AEW for understanding and allowing me to be where I needed today and for still allowing the TNT title to be represented. I look forward to being back soon. All the love in the world. End quote. You listen, you know, it may have been uh, it may have been a Cody Rhodes decision at the end of the day, Jesse. Maybe he said, you know, I don't want to have the TNT title advertising and pull off the show because of this. You know, it's not uh, anybody's fault here. 
Shit happens. I want the title to be represented. Just go ahead and do an interim. I'll be back, and uh, we'll just figure it out. It could be as simple as that. It could be. Let's just see. You know, let's see where they go with it. You know, we've we've covered it. You know, we gave everyone what we thought about it. Yep. we didn't like it. You know, but maybe there's a bigger story to it, so we might change our minds on. It. Dustin Rose was chosen to wrestle Sammy Guevara for the interim TNT Championship. This was uh, this was actually very good. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, you know, I um, I'm a fan of Dustin Rhodes just because of the way that he handles himself. I think he's very professional in the way he handles himself, and the fact that he's 52 years old. And he could mix it up with legitimately anybody, any size, any weight, any age. And it looks like he doesn't age himself. He looked absolutely fantastic in this match. I think him and Sammy work incredibly well together. And I thought this was an excellent match. Uh, It took the crowd and it really made them hot for the beginning of the show, which was great. And they were going back and forth for a little bit. They were jockeying for position trying to feel each other out. Uh, I love how commentary brought up the fact that these two have wrestled before and they have a uh, one-in-one record against each other, that this was the rubber match. And Guevara took control with a roll-up, drop kick. Dustin went to the floor. He taunted Arn uh, at ringside, leading to Dustin ramming Guevara's knee into the steel steps, which kind of was one of the stories of the match. Sammy really sold the knee through the majority of this match. Uh, Dustin then hit a pile driver on the floor, allowing him to maintain the advantage uh, through the match. Guevara attempted to come back in the ring, was cut off by a snap power slam by Dustin, which always looks pretty. He then landed the 10 punches in the corner, old school, but, but, but Guevara countered a monkey flip and down Dustin with a clothesline. After Dustin regrouped for a little bit, uh, Guevara took him out with a double springboard flip dive. That looked absolutely beautiful. Sammy took too much of the floor, though, absolutely wiped himself out on that dive. His tailbone, I'm sure, is not going to be feeling good tomorrow, but it looked beautiful in execution. So after the big dive by Sammy, he tried to follow it up with a springboard cutter, but Dustin reversed it across crossroads for a near fall. Dustin hit a beautiful code red for a near fall. He went up top, but Guevara stopped him before he could climb up to the top rope and uh, hit a GTH. So he got the go to hell for a near fall. Absolutely nailed him with it. Fuego Del Sol comes out of nowhere. He came from underneath the ring to set up a table in the same exact spot that I remember seeing it on Wednesday with Ray Phoenix and Luchasaurus. So I was already having terrible flashbacks. Did they learn nothing? Say again? (laughs) Did they learn nothing? Uh, Listen, I'm I'm not even there yet. Hold on. (laughs) Guevara, he was looking at the table. He was in approval of Fuego's actions here. Guevara tried a Spanish fly on Dustin through the table, but Dustin reversed it and hit a Canadian destroyer off the apron through the table to the floor. Now, now I know it looked great. It looked great. I'm glad everybody's alive at the end of this match and didn't have torn tendons and ligaments in this fucking thing. But Jesse, I, I love AEW to death. I know you do as well. But I honestly think... After Wednesday and seeing what we did, I'm still, every time I fucking hear about it, I just got the vision of his arm twisting all over the fucking place. Don't want to see it ever again. After Wednesday and seeing this spot, I honestly think it was not in bad taste, but just terribly fucking unnecessary, man. I mean, a spot like that after Wednesday, so soon after Wednesday, should not have been done. Yeah, I agree. I would have I left that one out for the time being. I mean, let's let's... 
Let's let this let's let let's put this one behind us. Let's get a week away from it at least. Let's, you know, make sure it's necessary before we just gratuitously just throw in another table spot, you know, just leave it out. So after the table spot should have ended the fucking match, really. He brought Guevara into the ring covered. Sammy kicked out at a two. Guevara kicked out. Dustin hit a crossroads times two. The first one looked absolutely fucking brutal. Don't even know how he kicked out of it, but he did. He teased the Tiger Driver. And every time I see the Rhodes brothers do the uh, the double arm underhook, uh, I'm thinking pedigree. You know, I think it's, you know, I, I think we've kind of been uh, in the feels about Triple H lately that I think it would probably be in bad taste to fucking do anything to bring Triple H down even more. So I'm going to say if the if the pedigree is, is planned in the future, I think we should stay away from that. I mean, Triple H has had enough heartache as of late. So no more on, uh, on uh, digging Triple H's grave anymore, man. He's had enough. But um, he's had the Tiger Driver attempt here. Guevara escaped and down Dustin with a kick. Quick cradle exchange. Nice back and forth between the two. Guevara pinned Dustin uh, to win the interim TNT title off this quick cradle exchange. Um, Guevara's the TNT champion. He'll defend the title against uh, Danny Garcia on Wednesday. After the match, David Crockett presented the title. Danny Garcia entered the ring. Yeah, him and Guevara had a uh, brawl that was broken up by several referees. Uh, they were separated, and I felt the the post match attack. Jesse kind of felt flat. They showed uh, Garcia in the crowd, but when he entered the ring and this brawl was happening, and we had this big melee in the ring, there was really no reaction for it. It's almost as if the crowd didn't know who this was. Yeah, I mean, either they didn't know who he was or just didn't care. I mean, I mean, <laughs> one, I mean or the other. one or the other is not good. Either one of those no. things is not good. No, no, it's not. Uh, PCO, OGK, and Vincent um, ran in. I'm hard to kill. It says ROH has invaded Impact. Well, who? PCO and who? Uh, let's see. PCO and OGK. I have no idea who that is. I have no idea either. I mean, PCO, I know who PCO is, but uh, I guess good for them. Yeah, they, they're them. calling it a R. Uh, um, ROH in uh, Invasion. Well, it's another thing to get all the impact marks fucking, uh, you know, n- nice and uh, excited tonight when they go to sleep. So who gives a shit? It'll yeah. be it'll be uh, non-news in about a week. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, uh, Danny Garcia and uh, Sammy Guevara, we we got uh, this match happening on Wednesday. It should be a good match, but uh, there's no reason to believe Danny Garcia is going to win the TNT title. Sammy None. Guevara all the way. None. None. I mean, and if it happens, it's a bad move. And Wednesday, so. and, yeah, Wednesday's Dynamite really is a two-match show. It's Punk, you know, it's highlighted by Punk and Warlow and MJF, and then uh, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. So it should be an entertaining show, but it, it seems like uh, following the major title match that we saw with Brian Danielson and Adam Hangman Page, uh, Dynamite's uh, kind of, you know, it looks a, a little weak going into next week's show. It does. Let's see what they get for us, though. I know. Just saying. We'll see. Calling out some observations. Ricky yeah. Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. With Ricky Starks against Matt Seidel, this was uh, this was one of those matches that really, uh, I mean, yes, it's uh, it's a battle of the belts, but I don't really recognize, and I think Jesse's in the in the same boat. He doesn't recognize the FT title as a fucking title that should be defended on Battle of the Belts. Uh, but I feel like uh, they blew their load on Dynamite, so they had no other choice. So that's why they yeah. did this match tonight. Um, this is a fine match, but I mean, Jesse, at the end of the day, who who gives a shit, really? Right, but on that note, I'll tell you right now, you want to make the FTW title interesting? Yeah. Put it on hook. 
You know, you're not the only one that said that. I seen that floating around on Twitter by uh, a couple of people. You know, Hook what versus Hook versus Ricky Stark. I mean, but but then you got to have Ricky Starks leave Team Taz, which uh, I, I would not mind at all. I don't. I I don't. I I don't want to see Hook and Ricky Starks go at it. I don't want to see Starks have to lose the Hook. Yeah, I just want to see. I would. I would much rather see. I mean, they're, they're a heel stable, so who gives a shit? I would much rather see Taz and Ricky Starks award Hook with the fucking title in some way, say some form or another. Since it's not even a, an official title, just the fact that he's coming out representing Taz's title is enough for me. Yeah, uh, we may get there at some point. I don't know. I mean, that would be the yeah. uh, that would be something that fit into the. Um, the whole game plan that you and I talked about slowly and surely with Hook. I mean, giving him that type of uh, title at first would be uh, a nice introductory for him on uh, on AEW yeah. television. Yeah, it, it's nothing. It, it, it's not going to. The thing is, it can't take away any credibility from the title because the title has none. Yeah, it has none. And since and since Hook is white fucking hot, there's nobody fucking hotter than Hook right now. Give him this meaningless title, and him holding it gives it prestige. Well, who does who does Ricky Starks lose it to then? I again, I'm not I'm not too fussed on Ricky Starks losing the fucking title. I'm really not. Um, put it in a tournament in, in some way, shape, form, one or another. A uh, team Taz Invitational, something like that. And look, you know what I would you know what I would do? I would book Ricky Starks versus Leo Rush for the T, for the FTW title. I have Leo Rush win and hold it for a little bit, and then have Hook take it from Leo Rush. That can work as well. They were beefing with Leo Rush, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, I, I, I could deal with that. But again, I'm not too fussed plus, on plus, Ricky Starks plus, losing. Plus, I want to see a, a Leo Rush versus Ricky Starks match. I think that would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I could I could deal with that. But get that title on the hook, man. And and then just let it continue to do what they're doing with it, which is nothing. And let um, Hook continue to get his wins and stay undefeated very sparingly. I, I like how we don't see him. I, we don't even see Hook come out with Team Taz anymore. No, he's like his own entity. I love it. Keep him away. The less hook, the more we're going to love him, dude. I love it. I fucking love it. Get that title on him somehow. It's their own title, man. They can finagle and do whatever they want. When we, people always say they don't acknowledge it or, or recognize it as a real title. Great. Team Taz title. Taz can put it on over the fuck he wants to. And let that be the catalyst to move Ricky Starks away at a later date. Yeah. But for right now, put it on fucking hook. Yeah. I'd like to say it. I think that's a great idea. Ricky Starks, though. More Ricky Starks on television, too. I think he's great. Yes. More, more Ricky, please. Yes. Seidel landed a quick standing, twisting moonsault, and Starks rolled him up for, uh, and rolled Starks up for two. Uh, Hobbs ran interference on the outside. He was out there. He didn't really touch Seidel. He was just there as a menacing force on the outside. This allowed Starks to take control. Uh, Seidel started to come back for uh, a little bit uh, with a sliding knee. They uh, kind of went back and forth looking for position. Up top on the top rope, Starks went for the Rochambeau, but Seidel turned it into a top rope Frankensteiner and a Michinoku driver for two. We got a lightning spiral followed by Seidel for a near fall. Uh, After a Meteora, Seidel covered Starks, but uh, Starks' foot was on the rope to break that. Starks came back with a spear and then the Rochambeau for the win, and that was pretty much it. A little solid match here between the two. Nothing really uh, is going to make you go back and rewatch it. You didn't really miss anything, but... uh, um, the FTW title not recognized as a real title in AEW. Uh, like I said before, this was just thrown on the show to fit with the whole Battle of the Belts theme. The, the crowd was kind of uh, disinterested in the match for the most part. But again, you know, it's great to see Ricky Starks on television. And uh, 
We'll see what happens with this team testing. Dante Martin versus Will Hobbs on uh, on Wednesday. That should be an interesting match. I had a nice little stare down at the end of the match. Then Lee Moriarty ran out to absolutely no reaction to make the save here because Starks and Hobbs started to beat down Seidel. He was dropped from a right hand with uh, from Hobbs. Dante Martin ran out, took care of uh, chasing everybody off, and he got in the face of Will Hobbs, which looked absolutely great. I thought this was a nice little intense face-to-face. They touch noses here, Jesse. So nice little intensity between Dante Martin and Will Hobbs for Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think we may be in for a surprise in the, in the winner of that one. I think we could be looking at Martin taking an L. Uh, and then social media is going to be like, oh, why can't they push Will Hobbs? No, that's why, that's, that's why I'm saying. That's why I think. Oh, what, what? Um, is Dante Martin not diverse enough for you? I think Martin's gonna take an L, man. I think he needs one. He, he hasn't gotten one yet. Has oh, you, 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 you think you think Dante Martin? I thought you said Dante Martin's gonna beat Will Hobbs. No, no, I think Dante Martin's gonna take an L to Hobbs. Oh, I don't so, mind that at all. I think Will Hobbs needs a victory. Yeah, yeah, I think he does. Right now, I'm sure. He, I think he does. So, I'm well, I don't know. Is, is, is Will Hobbs diverse enough for social media? I don't know. Oh God! Let man, me ask the question. Gonna, that's, that's never gonna go away. No. Look, this look, this isn't this isn't easy situation to get out of. Will Hobbs is still a heel in a, in a heel faction. Dante Martin is a singles guy, babyface by himself right now. The faction needs to help Hobbs win. Hobbs needs to win, just not clean. You got to protect Dante Martin. That guy's awesome. AEW Women's Championship. The doctor will see you now. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. With Rebel and Jamie Hader. There's uh, some inner turmoil here in the doctor's office, per se. Oh, yeah. Against Riho. Not a big fan of Riho. This was uh, a championship match that was built over the last couple of weeks because Britt Baker cannot pin Riho. Jesse, I uh, I honestly thought that... I, I, first of all, number one, I wasn't interested in this feud to begin with, number one. Number two, I, I honestly thought that this match was fucking lame. And, I, and I'm being brutally honest with you. I, I love Britt. I think Britt is great. But... When I want, and tell me if I'm wrong, please. Anybody in the chat, Jesse, tell me if tell me if I'm wrong. You know, I I get the outside interference. I get it's pro wrestling, but five or six different fucking times we got Britt Baker being helped by uh, Rebel or Jamie Hater on the outside, and the referee is standing there like doing nothing, just letting it happen. In the match, how many fucking times does somebody need to interfere? (laughs) In the sixth time, he finally throws like two minutes before the show's over. Yeah, you guys could go to the back now. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't lie. I thought that was fucking. I thought it was lame, bro. I'm telling you right now. I thought it was. I was. I, I was looking for the DQ myself. Um. Michael Partham in the chat says, have Leo defend the FTW title against every member of Team Taz as they try to get it back. Then it gets to hook. There you go. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let's do it. Tony, if you listen, TK, if you listen, bro, there you go. My shot, my community is fucking the best in the IWC, bro. You listen to us here, okay? Then, then they send Hook. Send, uh, look, it even fits into his catchphrase. How much? Man. How perfect can you be, Michael? Michael Parthen, cheers, cheers to you. Yeah, Michael Parthen's got. He's Parthen. he's already, he's not going to be top with that comment of the night, right there. Cheers, brother. There awesome. we go. Nice, like that one. Anyway, this was lame. Um, I I don't care about this. Uh, just listen. Give me Brit. Give me Thunder. That's it. That's all I care about. Anything else from the yeah. time being is inc- inconsequential. I don't care. And Riho sucks. 
I, I'm not yeah. a fan of Rio. I'm not. Sorry. No, no. I just, 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 just get me, just get me Rosa and Baker, please. You know, I, I, listen, I, I, again, I, I have to stress. I love Brit. Jesse loves Brit. We're very high on Brit, but I, I can't take every fucking match as an interference with her. It's like, it's like when Andrade was wrestling with Zelina. How many times does Delete does Zelina need to do that fucking her and Karana off the apron and helps uh, Andrade win a match? All because she's a heel, all because he's a heel. We need heel fucking cheating to win. No. Enough! Yeah. I can't stand it. Just have Britt win matches on her own. She's not going to... I hope that they change this quick because you don't want any of this shit to happen in a feud with Thunder Rosa. You don't. You're going to make Britt look weak. And I don't want that to happen. So well, They're going to they're gonna break up a little crew a little bit. They're going to give her Jamie. Yeah, it looks like Jamie's going to be the next in line to kind of fill in the gaps there before we get to Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. But, I mean, yeah. we, we got to move on from this shit. Get rid of Rebel. Get rid of Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader's good enough to be on her own. I think she's yeah. shown us enough that she's very good at what she does. Just put her on Absolutely. her own. Rebel, I don't know what the fuck they do with her. I mean. Rebel stays where she is. Yeah, in the back. In catering. Rebel uh, stays. No, she knows. Uh, Britt Baker needs a heater. I don't I don't think Rebel is worth us. I think I think Rebel is, is, is great for the gimmick that uh, Britt Baker is using right now. Jamie Hader can go solo. Um, They need her solo. She can go solo and make a difference. Um, Rebel can stay there and... and um. Just interfere less, but yeah. she needs to be that heater for Britt Baker, though. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Uh, immediate interference right at the top from Rebel and Hater allowed Baker to take control early. Uh, Riho gave herself some separation. She went for a diving crossbody, but Baker moved out of the way. She took out uh, Rebel, I believe, instead. Uh, and Baker went to set up a table, and Riho attacked her while she was setting it up. Uh, or it was Jamie Hater, I believe. I think Jamie Hater was setting up the table. I think Riho did, did a little uh, running up the table, uh, kind of like Shelton Benjamin back in the day, and just kind of taking out Jamie Hater with the table. Uh, back in the ring, Baker gained control with some stomps through uh, a commercial break. We go through a picture-in-picture. Picture. Rio came back with a double stomp. She followed it up with a uh, rising knee strike. Tiger Fink kick out a two-count. Rio locked on a bridging single-leg grab, forcing Baker to fight to the ropes. Rio set up a top rope double stomp, but Rebel took the hit instead because she went to go cover Britt from the attack on the apron. Baker avoided a second attempt, hit an air raid crash, and then she went for the lockjaw, but Rio avoided it and slapped her across the face. Baker countered a dragon suplex into another lockjaw attempt, but Rio reached the ropes. Uh, more interference, more interference here. Allowed Baker to finally go for the lockjaw, but Rio rolled Baker up for a very close near fall. Baker then hit a curb stomp. Hater brought the belt into the ring, but the referee finally ejected Rebel. Jamie Hater brought the belt into the ring, but the referee only ejects Rebel from the match as they sold uh, more dissension between the three women here. Riho used the distraction to hit a Northern Light suplex, which I thought could have been the end of the match. It was a very close near fall. Baker counted um, a uh, move from Hater, uh, from uh, Riho rather, and uh, kicked her. Another curb stomp. And that was it after the curb stomp because she locked in the lockjaw. One, two, three, tap out. That was it. Riho loses, and uh, we can finally move on from this uh, in-between-nothing feud with Riho and Britt Baker. Battle of the Belts, guys. Uh, uh, a one-hour show, not bad, but uh, if you feel the same way about Rampage as we do, uh, this was uh, Rampage 2.0. That's all it was. Any parting words, Jess, before we get to the Super Chats? Nah, man. Again, it was a nice little 
hour to hang out and enjoy a little wrestling and all. And it's, it's always appreciated to get live wrestling. So, I mean, yeah. whether it's mediocre or great or bad, I appreciate a good live show. Yeah, so it, it definitely be- it definitely looks different, man. When you, when you watch Rampage and taped, it's like, oh, God, this is a tape show. But uh, watching a, a live show, it's it's night and day. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, I mean, it was enjoyable in that regard. It had nothing else going on. But, I mean, it, on any other Saturday night, if I had plans to do something, I wouldn't have stayed home. To- so. Yeah. Well, that is the Battle of the Belts post-show, ladies and gentlemen. We are... Going to read through your super chats in just a second. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us here on your Saturday night. If you want to hang out for another 10, 15 minutes, please do so. We'd love to have you. But uh, follow us on social media, man. At JD from NY206 on Twitter and Instagram. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys hit that join button. Become channel members. If you guys want to get your super chats in, get them on in. Tell us what you thought about tonight's Battle of the Belts, or if you guys are watching Hard to Kill Impact, let us know how you're feeling about that show. Moose retained. Moose retained the title. I'm not surprised by that. Moose is great, man. He's one of the few people. Him and Sammy. I I love Sammy. Uh, Those are the only two guys over there that I really like. And then, obviously, you got your Jordan Graces and your Deanna Perrazzo's and, you know. They got some talent. Moose, I can take a leave, but I do need Sammy Callahan. Yeah, Absolutely. But uh, uh, they, they, they they did announce rebellion in April in um, what is this? Poughkeepsie, New York. Poughkeepsie, New York. That's up by ninety five. Yeah, that's where rebellion is going to be in April. Okay, good for them. Micah with a four ninety nine super chat. JD, I applied to work in the venue. Jesse been slacking on filling up the ice bins and sweeping the floor. I got you. I'll take over. I just need my interview. Bro, I'm busy. I'm trying to handle an HR situation fucking Issa right now. I'll get back to the application. Uh, you heard him. You heard, you heard him, Micah. You know? Uh, we're uh, we're putting the uh, interview process on hold for now. We're waiting for Issa to get back from fucking Puerto Rico, man. I don't know when she's getting back. She may, she may have left the United States for good. I wouldn't blame her. Uh, Jacob Donnelly. Fought all super chat. Jacob actually tweeted Jeff Parker from 2.0 after Jeff Parker today asked for podcast recommendations. And Jacob, like the beast... That he has recommended us and the Solomon monster. So hopefully Jeff, pa- hopefully Jeff Parker and Matt Lee have been watching, man. We love 2.0 over here. Uh-huh. Jacob says, fun show for what it was tonight, especially after a long work day. Hopefully the cards are more stacked for the next Battle of the Belt specials. Uh, yeah, I, I, think they, I think they will, Jacob. I think this was a, a trial run here. Um, I think with the TBS debut, it kind of fell in the same week and left this show... A little weak, and they loaded up Dynamite for the TBS debut. Um, they're just going to pick their spots and put these Battle of the Belts uh, specials, these Battle of the Belt specials, in a week where there really isn't anything going on so we could get that big world title match, where we can get that big TNT title match, because that's what I expect from these shows. Big. They're one-hour specials on a Saturday night. I, I want to have my time not wasted on a Saturday night. Saturday night's a very difficult night to watch wrestling. You either care about it or you don't. If you don't, you're going to go out to the bar and have uh, a couple of drinks. There's no reason to stay home. Saturday night wrestling is, is was big for me, yeah. you know, as a kid. So if they want to read, you know, do some Saturday night main event level type stuff, man, I'm definitely on board with that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Hooligram with a $5 Super Chat. Dustin freaking Rhodes, he says. Can we acknowledge the men's longevity? Still banging out matches, taking bumps like that. Seems like AEW is testing ratings. OTS for life. 
Yeah, it seems like that, uh, Hulugrim. Uh, Rampage, I think, would be perfect. That's Saturday at 8 p.m. I really do. I think that's the spot for it. Uh, we will see what Tony TK does about it. But uh, Dustin, man, we all love Dustin here. We appreciate Dustin. 52 years old and still doing fucking Canadian Destroyers through tables, man. You can't you can't really knock the guy at all. Dustin's awesome, Luke. And that's not even considering what that guy probably does for the fucking younger talent backstage. Too. Yeah. Stick World May with a $2 super chat. The venue is wide open. Suck it, geeks. OTS for life, he says. Thank you, Stick World May. The venue is always open, man. It's open during the day, too, for happy hour. See Salisbury with a 999 Super Chat. Just wanted to show some appreciation. Glad you guys went live tonight. The show, to me, honestly, wasn't bad at all. I think because it's a special, our standards for anything AEW is incredibly high. You are not wrong about that, Salisbury. You're not wrong about that at all. Uh, we got... Um, what do we got here? We got Kenny Omega Goat with an Australia Mite 799 Super Chat. I think it's simple. This pay-per-view needed a TNT title or an AW title on the card. If they didn't have this match, it's a show with a lower card title uh, or, or a show with lower card titles. Uh, you're right. You're right about that. You know, it's pro- it, it could have been a Cody Rhodes decision, man. We don't really know. Cody probably didn't want this show to go out, go on without a TNT title match. He cares about that title greatly. Uh, also, I'm sorry, Jessica. You had a 499 super chat that was deleted by Jacob. Was it that? Can you see it? I can't see. Oh, uh, I can't. Uh, maybe I see. I haven't looked yet. Let me. Uh, let me look. Uh, yeah, we'll, no, it says we'll deleted take, by. We'll take the troll. We'll take the troll super chats. I mean, yeah, I'm not even going to read them. I'm not even going to read them, man. I'm not even playing into their bullshit. They want to donate 499 to me. That's great, man. That buys me yeah. half of a fucking old fashioned at the bar up the street. We'll take it. Fucking idiot. Salisbury, thank you, brother. Uh, Omega Goat. Uh, we got another one here from Omega Goat. Uh, also, storyline wise, Scorpio Sky is the next TNT champion. They've been building to it since Revolution last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that may be factoring into Tony Khan's plans, man. We don't know. We don't know. Magician Sapphire with a $10 super chat. Honestly, I would like to see Andrade challenge and win the TNT championship soon and go on a mural like run to build him up. I would absolutely love that, man. I think that would be fantastic. That's Andrade's the type of guy that needs something. the TNT title. Andrade's missing something for me. Is and, he? And yeah, and I, and I think and, and it may be his promo ability. I think they're giving him too much promo time. They, they're giving him someone who can speak, and then they're giving him the mic too much. Yeah. No. Well, you know what? I don't mind him on the mic, man. He's he, he comes off like you know he he's he's serious, but he's got like it, it's this unintentionally funny fucking vibe about him. You know, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's accent, his accent. But he, no, like, that, you, that thing yeah. was, that, that was hilarious on, on Friday, Rampage, when he talked about Darby yeah. Allen. Yeah, no, I caught that moment that you were talking about on the, on the last one, you know, and yeah, yeah, it looked like he was trying to be funny about it, but at the end of the day, whenever his promos are over, I'm waiting for commentary to explain to me what I just heard sometime. And look, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I am a heel, I guess, but at the same time, I just want to, I want to be able to understand his point. Like, he's not getting any emotion across. He's the words as he remembered them. He's not giving any emotion across. Yeah. That's why, that's why he needs somebody else to portray his emotions. Yeah, I, no, I, I agree with you there. Uh, we got a 499 Super Chat from Nay Farrow. No message. Nay, why are you, sure, why are you so shy here, bro? Come on. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Jesse, thank you for liking my tweet about Dusty. Absolutely. I agree. Thank you. 
Uh, Anthony with a $20 Canadian. Hi, JD and Jesse. Always appreciate your great work. Gentlemen, quick question. How do you think Von Wagner would be booked if he worked for AEW? Canada support you guys and jury night. There would be no Von Wagner in AEW. Von Wagner in AEW, bro. I don't think Tony Khan would waste his fucking time. No. Come on now. I don't even think that man has the in-ring skill with a whole new gimmick to make it in AEW. Bro, clearly Vince McMahon sees something in him. He beat up fans on NXT. Oh, my goodness. They kicked him out of the NXT arena. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm not saying he won't succeed where he is. They, they got high hopes for him, and he plays into their new their new uh, gimmick in, in NXT, and he'll be fine but because they're using him for what he can be used for, but he's not he's not AEW. No. Brandon James Shea, $2 Super Chat. He says, send Hook. Yes, yeah, send Hook. Anything, any problem you guys have, just send Hook. Or, or better yet, send Veer Mahan. Veer Mahan! Veer's going to be in the Royal Rumble, bro. I'm cheering for Veer Mahan. They should have had Veer show up at um, Impact tonight. Yeah, it was. I think that'd be a good spot for him. There's a forbidden door right there. Magician Sapphire with a $10 Super Chat. Make the FTW title an official title and let it be the AEW version of the Cruiserweight title. Nah. Nah. If, if AEW wants a Cruiserweight championship, they just uh, do Cruiserweight championship. Somebody said Rock C is that hard to kill and she's a WWE, uh, I guess, recruit in the performance center. Who cares? She's sitting ringside. Who cares? Why is this a big deal? Well, I don't know who she is. Who, why? Why is this a big deal to people? Apparently, this I mean, is, is the she first better? Time. Is she better than Charlotte Flair? Who nobody cares? Said nobody. Else. This is the this is the first time that knockouts titles ever closed an impact payment. Again, I mean, who cares? Like the women are main eventing a show. Like it's never been done in Impact before. Oh, no, that's it, it says this is the first time the knockout titles ever close an impact pay per view. Yeah, well, I mean, well, from what I'm hearing, uh, I'm not an impact guy, but from what I'm hearing, people say that they have a fantastic women's division. They do, they've never closed a pay per view before. I, I don't know because Mickey James is now in the Royal Rumble. That's why, that's why, yeah. yeah. So, Jackson Gingrich with a 499 super chat, he had his message deleted by Jacob Donnelly, it says. Been pretty bad. Yo, Jackson, no refund, bro. No refund. YouTube gives no refunds. Vampire Vork with a 199 super chat. He says, get a life. Weren't you the guy that said the same thing last night during the SmackDown post show? Bro, I'm drinking Jack and Coke with my one of my best friends, and I'm gonna go down and watch uh some shitty fucking reality TV show with another Jack and Coke on my couch in my pajamas. After doing a live stream that was number one in the entire community for a one-hour show that Tony Khan put on tonight. I'm I'm very well. Believe me. By the way, in case anybody is late to today's stream, I am drinking. There you go. Look at that. Texas Mesquite Crown Royal. Limited edition. Yo, my question is, did you pour yourself another? Nah, not yet, bro. Okay. Not yet. I'm in. I do it, I do, I do it after the stream. Okay. Brian Mahoney with a five dollar super chat. I love Riho and the Joshi style of wrestling. Uh, someone kick Brian Mahoney out of the venue. Get him out! Get him out! But I'm 
Joshi, when you walk into the venue, there's a list of banned words. I got a list of banned words like Vince has his list of banned terms on commentary. Joshi is at the top. Get him out. You can never take- Britt relying so heavily on interference is burying and burying the ref and holding her down, in my honest opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good luck trying to get back into the venue, man. You try it with that comment, but Joshi's get out. Get out. Um, what do we got here? Right, we got uh, Oobzerk with a ten dollars super chat, bro. They need some kind of bookers to help organize feuds. Wrestlers should definitely get themselves over, but they need a little bit more order or a damn storyboard. LOL. Maybe that's what Big Swell was talking about, man. No structure. Uh, Kenny Omega Goat with Australia 299, mate. Is Riho not diverse enough? No. Now, Riho is not diverse at all, bro. She doesn't fit into that category. We'll know who's diverse, man, because Big Swole will throw up the uh, the Swole symbol like uh, Batman throws up the, the bat signal in Gotham City. We'll know because Swole said so. Who, by the way, Swole said that she hasn't received an apology from Tony Khan. <laughs> I heard she said her feelings were hurt about his comments or some shit like that. This would never be if your feelings are hurt and you're waiting for this. You wouldn't be here if you wouldn't have said anything. Uh, Period. Yeah, like he's gonna publicly apologize. He'll probably do it in the DMs now. Everybody fucking blasted him. Oh, God. oh my goodness. I'm, wait- I'm waiting for Swole to show up at tonight's show. Can you imagine that? <laughs> probably. And it, I'm telling you right now, I mean, good for her if she does, but it, it I'm mean, at the same time, it does really just feel like any sign she gets right now is because of all of the trouble that she stirred up. Yeah. Uh, Magician Sapphire with another $10 super chat. Thank you, brother. Uh, do you think the reason why AW has so much or why AW has such an overstock roster is to have some talent wrestle mostly exclusively on dark elevation for content so they're not burning out on TV talent working for shows? Um. I, I don't know what Tony Khan's vision is, bro. Only Tony Khan would know. Maybe I could, if I go to Revolution in Orlando, maybe uh, I could have that lined up as far as questions go. I, I don't know. Um, that's a big thing, a big talking point in the community. But at the end of the day, bro, it's Tony Khan's money. It's none of our fucking business what Tony Khan spends his money on. You know? Only he knows. We're, we're not back there. We don't know. Everybody's so concerned about who Tony Khan is bringing and how much money he's paying everybody. Who gives a shit? For all we know, Tony Gon could be paying people on, on a week-to-week basis. We don't know. Cameron Reynolds with a 199 Super Jet. AEW is garbage. WWE for life. Clearly, this guy was uh, sniffing and eating paint chips while he was uh, in his growing days. Cameron yeah, Reynolds. Too much, Texas, too much Texas mesquite there, buddy. Bro, you watched uh, too much Kali matches back in the day, bro. What's wrong with you? What do you think? Omos is going to be WWE champion in the future as well? Jesus fucking Christ. Get him out of here. Cameron Reynolds. Get him out of here. MGM Ballin with a 499 Super Chat. I love how people just donate to me to tell me uh, ridiculous fucking things. I suck. WWE is great. AEW sucks. Thank you for giving me a fucking paycheck. Thank you. MGM Ballin with a 499 Super Chat. Amazing how people donate to you just to bash you in AEW. I, I just said that. The geeks really are special, if you know what I mean. OTS for life. MGM Bowling. I don't get it, bro, but I love it. Keep it coming. How about me? Go to my channel and hate on me, too, please. You know, up it to $10. Tell me, how, tell me how much I'm losing my hair. There you go. Tell me how much I'm a fake Braves fan. Tell something. Brian Mahoney. 
Ha 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 ha. Love you, JD, and hate you. All good. Big fan OTS for life. Watch every show and we'll pitch when I am able. He says, love you, JD, and you hater you. I don't know what that means. But thank you, Brian Mahoney. I appreciate you, man. Listen, man, I'm only Joe. No Joshi stuff. We don't do Joshi wrestling, man. You want to go watch some fucking uh, group of uh, females talk about Joshi wrestling? Go, uh, go on Twitch. Go do something with your time. Don't bring it here. It's a waste of time. Anyway, Jesse, uh, any parting words before we get out of here, man? I'm going to rev up the Mustang. What do you got? Are we leaving? Let's yeah, we're leaving, man. Yeah, we get out of here, bro. Let's, Let's stay here to the end of the fucking Impact show and see who won. What are you talking about? I don't give a shit about Impact. What, what, how many people are there? 40? This is the biggest fucking thing who going cares? on I don't know. I want to see if... I'll illegally stream it uh, some sometime tonight. I don't know. Oh, I'm not watching the show. I'm just waiting for the nose to. Oh, you hate you hater you, JD. Ah, I got I got it. I got it, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Hate it. Again, follow me on Twitch. On Twitch, follow me on Twitter. Follow me on YouTube. I'm posting my link in the channel right there. There you go. Join me. Live watch alongs. Um, throwback pay per views. All that good stuff. Uh, we got a uh, four ninety nine. Super chat from Choke Slam from Chico. Mickey James' return is the heel turn of joining the corporation no one wanted. Hashtag K McCann Corporation theme song. Thank you, Chico. Thank you, man. I don't know whatever the fuck that means. Mickey James' return is the heel turn of joining the corporation nobody wanted. Mickey James is a sellout. Never mind joining the corporation that nobody wanted. Her credibility like I said, I is real. I, I seriously, I seriously think that she was, in a way, forced to do that um, spot for the rumble. I, 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 uh, I, would, I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she lost all her credibility to me. Uh, if she doesn't win this match tonight, there's no point in her being in the Royal Rumble. The whole point of this is for Mickey James to win this match and walk down the aisle at the Royal Rumble with the Impact World Title. Vince gonna allow that title on Stevie? Well, he's already allowed everything else, so why not? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, guys, uh, I'll be back tomorrow with an extra. I believe there should be some breaking news coming out of uh, this impact thing with Mickey James, and you know, we'll talk about uh, the Mickey James situation further and Sasha Banks being injured out eight weeks on SmackDown. That show is uh, sinking like the fucking Titanic, but. Anyway, guys. If Sasha's, if Sasha's confirmed out, we know we're getting Bailey back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For she's, sure. out. She's, she's out. She, she, she's oh, out for sure. Oh, oh, oh. WWE tweeted. Okay, then Bailey will be back at the Rumble or before. Anyway, guys, uh, I'll be out. Uh, I'll be uh, here uh, Sunday, and then uh, I'll be back live on the uh, podcast on Monday. Until then, thank you guys very much for joining us for Battle of the Belts. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. And Jesse and I will see you back together live on Wednesday for Dynamite, man. Together on AEW here in the venue. Until then, take care, guys, and have a great Saturday night.
And we're good, man. Right. Hey, Enzo's 